exactly three years and uh, 11 months, I entered Wagner again. And uh, I remember very well, this is not the introduction to my message, this is just a small testimony. I remember when I came in 2012, I was supposed to take a course of uh, statistics. So I tried it the first time, I failed. The second time, I had 5.5, which was also a failure. And then the third time, I passed. What I want to tell you here is that you don't give up in Wagenigen. I have never failed any exam in my life. It was in Wagenigen that I failed the first one. <laughs> and I didn't only fail it for the first time, I failed it for the second time as well. Right. So be ready for everything, but not give up. Amen. In March uh, this year, which is how many months ago? Five, right? My professor uh, that I'm working with, uh, that is a promoter, right? Daily supervisor. Yes. He told me that, Daniel, I'm getting more projects, so I cannot continue this uh, PhD with you. So look for another supervisor. That is five months back. And I have not written any paper. And we need to write four papers. Five months down the line, as I'm standing here today, I have all the four papers written. Three submitted, one accepted, the other one accepted with minor reviews. Amen. And I have had the first interaction with my promoter and a uh, promoter on my graduation. That is the entire thesis. And I have my date. Amen. This is only God. I am not standing here to say that I am good. There are people who have come here in Wagenigen who are very intelligent. But I want to tell you, PhD here, master's here is not intelligence. Right. It is how close you are to God and how you persist. Because five months back, when they told me I should look for a new supervisor, somebody, and then after he made that statement, he told me that, Daniel, don't quit, eh? Don't quit. And we were two people, Val know them, so we were two people that were asked to get out of his team. And the second person is still there, not one paper sent. And I have all the four papers sent, the thesis written, the date fixed. It is only God. Amen. It is not by my will. Amen. Let me tell you something. In this life, right, we all want to be happy. Everybody wants to be happy. Some people think that it is worth that makes us happy. Others think that if you are famous, you are happy. Others think that if you have a very good job, you are happy. My brothers and sisters, it is neither of this. Happiness has got no destination. It is not a destination. It is a process. Never think that when you have your PhD, you become happy. When you have a very good job, you become happy. When you get a very big car, you become happy. No. Start the happiness from here. Your wife won't make you happy. Your children won't make you happy. Nobody will make you happy unless you make a conscious effort to be happy. And in making this conscious effort to be happy, you need to build a relationship. Before I introduce my topic for today, there was this rich man, right? He had everything. He was famous, he was wealthy, and uh, he had a very good job. One day he took a rope and climbed a mango tree, and he wanted to kill himself by hanging. So whilst he was there, 
he saw a cripple, right, and uh, a blind man. The blind man was holding the cripple in the wheelchair. So as the cripple was directing the, the wheel, the blind man was pushing it, and the man was upstairs. Then the man said, what? How come these people are going this way? And they were singing a song. What a friend we have in Jesus. So this man was up there. He said, what, what are these people saying? What a friend we have in Jesus. Then they went to the church. It was a very short service. And then on their way, they were also singing another one. That song, I like it so much. Right. And uh, I learned it in this chapel. Brother Sandy's uh, 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 song. Hmm? You know the song? There is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. So this man said, wow, there is something that I have missed on this planet. That is, I have not been free with mankind. And I have not built any relationship with God. That takes us to our topic today. Relationship. Relationships. Relationships. And if I say relationship, there are three main levels of relationships. There is relationship between brothers and sisters in Christ. There is relationship between family, that is your spouse and relatives. And there is relationship between you and God. It is only these three relationships that will make you happy. And this is scientifically proven and biblically proven. We'll look at it right now. Three levels of relationship. Proverbs 29.17 tells us that iron sharpen iron. That's a relationship between brothers and sisters in Christ. Iron sharpen iron. If you don't have a friend, how can you be sharpened? And 2 Corinthians 6.14 also tells us that do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. A lot of people misinterpret this quotation. If they say equally yoked, right, it came from the, uh, uh, this particular verse. They were talking about, you see, if you, are, you see animals plowing, hmm, the, the, the camel or the whatever, they are plowing the cattle. They put a stick and then they yoke them so that they go at the same speed. They come back at the same speed. They stop at the same speed. That is what is telling us. Don't go with the same speed with unbelievers. Don't come back with the same speed. Don't do everything with them. But if you are not close to them, how do you win them to Christ? It means that you have to relate to them. There should be a limit of your relation, but you have to relate to them because you need them and they also need you. When Jesus Christ started his work on this planet, right, he formed the 12 disciples, which I was explaining this morning. And these 12 disciples, they worked together. Very, very critical, right? As you have come to Wagner again, what teamwork have you formed? What network have you formed? Some people came here, and the last two Sundays, they were telling us they've gotten two diplomas. Ernest and uh, some are already gone. Right. They have gotten their certificates and they have gotten 
another one on top. Don't get only certificates and live here. Add something to it. Get a relationship with your friends. What I want to tell you today, right, is that, have you seen uh, this one? This one. It's cash. <laughs> 20 what? This is no euro. <laughs> Good. If you have this, right, and you do it this way, eh? what is the value? If you put it down and you step it like this, it's still the same. Okay. In Europe, eh, maybe after one year, the value will still be the same. Eh? But in Africa, it appreciates. 20 pounds today is 10 pounds. No. Okay. Good. All that I'm saying is that the value is not changing. It is say it's still the same money. In your relationship with colleagues, in your relationship with friends, you may get hurt, but your value doesn't change. It rather builds you. Even with Jesus Christ and his disciples, Jesus Christ was denied three times. He saw it. He could have expelled that person from the team, but he did not because it has to be fulfilled. It has to be done. Right. And Judas betrayed Christ, right? From the word go, Jesus knew everything. He knew that this man would betray him. He would have asked him out of the team, out of the relationship, but he knew that He's important for the promise to be fulfilled. So you maintain him there. So in relationship, don't expect everything to be perfect. You might meet challenges, but whether enemy or not enemy, they are all important in your life. Matthew 5, uh, 44 tells us that, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who even persecute you. The Bible is not a mistake. Right. If the Bible knew that our enemies are not important in our life, they will never tell us that. The Bible will not tell us that. Love your enemies. The Bible knows the enemies have an importance in our life. They have a role in our life. So we need to love them and pray for them. That is why it is also written in Psalm 23 verse 5. That I will set a table before you in the presence of who? Did they say friends? Good. So the enemies are also very, very important in our life. So pray for them. That is what the Bible says. Because they have a role in your life. Pray for them to change. But whatever they do, just give glory to God. Because he knows why it is so. Relationship between wife, husband, and relatives. Can you all do this, please? One, two, the third finger in. The third finger in. Okay, good. You see the thumb? It represents your parents. You see the first finger, this one? It represents your siblings. You see the last one? 
it represents your children. And you see the one pointing to you. It represents you. There's another one. After the little one, there's another one. Open it. If you open it, call me. Who has opened it? That is the relationship between you and your spouse. It can never be opened. Who has opened it? Are you sure? No, not that way. Put this on. <laughs> Even in nature, right, it is not separable. That figure represents you and your spouse, you and your wife, you and your husband. It cannot be separated, period. Right. It cannot be separated. That is why the Bible puts it that and the two shall become one flesh. It is not written once in the Bible, twice in the Bible, but several times. If you go Google it, and the two shall become one flesh. You'll find it in uh, Genesis 2.24, Matthew 19.5, Ephesians 5.31, and a lot more. And the two shall become one flesh. When people go into relationships and they divorce, it is difficult to find another partner. So once you get in there, don't go out. That is why you need to take your time before you get in there. So choose your partner very, very wisely. And pray before you choose your partner. Do you know the smallest handcuff ever made? You know handcuffs? The ones that they used to arrest prisoners. You know the smallest one ever made? This one. So, before you put this handcuff on your finger, it might have been here uh, 14 years. Even when I remove it, there's a serious mark. <laughs> and I cannot remove it. Right. So choose your prison mate carefully. <laughs> so that eh, you avoid prison break. <laughs> so that you don't break out of the prison. Right. So that you don't break out of the prison. It's very, very important. Choose your prison mates wisely. And let your prison mates put the handcuffs here so that you don't prison break one day. So that you don't run out of your circle. Most African marriages collapses or breaks down Mainly because African marriages that are in Europe. In Africa, a lot of women marry because of uh, financial security. Because they want somebody to support them financially. In Africa, most of our women are not that rich, right? So they want somebody to support them. When they come to Europe, 
and they get good jobs. And uh, they are able to survive very well. And the law is supporting them. Africa, the law supports with the men, you know. <laughs> and the law is supporting them. Then they want to break out. But it shouldn't be so. Ephesians 5, 22, 25 tells us that. Respect your wife. Wives, respect your husbands. And husbands, love your wife. No respect, no love. You see, some people call their wives angel, 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 right? But you know something? Angels don't live in hell. Angels live in heaven. So if you create a heaven for your wife in the home, eh, she will be an angel and she will stay there and behave like an angel. If you create a hell for her in the home, she will show you hell. So men, try as much as possible to create a very good environment, heaven for your wives, eh? and they will behave like angels, and they will make you happy. That is why we are saying relationships makes you happy. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. But if the relationship is not built, if you have not created the heaven for your wife, you always get challenges, and that favor that you are supposed to get, you will never get it. So create the heaven for your wife. She will become an angel. And then when you close from work, you will be so delighted that you are running home. You will quickly get to the house. I know people, when they close from work, they don't want to go back home. Then they will remain in the office and look for more work. Because when it gets home, there is fire. <laughs> if you create a conducive environment for your wife, you will be very, very happy. One, another important issue in relationship is time. Right? A lot of people devote so much time to their relationships, to their jobs, and other activities at their detriment on their relationships. One day, I work in a bank in Ghana. I go to work as early as um, 6, 6.30, and I come back around 9, 9 p.m., 10. Daily. Sometimes sun, uh, Saturdays I work. So one day I came home early, and my wife was in the shower. I opened the doors. She didn't hear, and then she was in there. What type of job cry is this one? Eh? A human being will go to work at 6 and come back at 9. Me, I'm tired, though. Next time, I'll marry a banker. <laughs> then I was, I was standing there listening. Then all of a sudden, she turned. Then I said, how long have you been here? <laughs> I told her, I, I have been here long enough to listen to all that you are saying. So for information, <laughs> you know why I'm home quickly? Because they have asked me to resign from the banking industry. I want to go and lecture. She said, to your He said, ah. But you said I should quit the banking industry, right? They said, don't ask for the money. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but make time for me, just a little bit. Hmm? It is important. The women need attention. Create it. It will help all of you. There was this madam, right, that had children. 
And this uh, woman, anytime she is going to um, work, she will lock the bedroom and leave the house up with the children. So, one day, the daughter asked the mother, Mom, why are you always locking your bedroom and leaving us in the house up? He said, oh, I have precious things in my bedroom. Very, very precious. The house help can go and steal it. He said, oh, I see. So why do you leave us with the house help? <laughs> no, I said, oh, but I pay, I've paid her for it. She's a house help. She takes big money. She's supposed to look after you. So he said, oh, I see. So your properties in the bedroom are more important than me and my siblings, right? Then the woman's face changed. We don't have to substitute too much work, too much cash for our relationships. Our relationships are key. Relationship between man and God. That's the last one. I have only 10 minutes. I have to rush through. There was this Baba, right? And uh, a client went to him. And uh, he was barbering this client. And uh, the Baba said, God does not exist. The man tried to explain. He said, oh, my friend, don't go to explain. If, if God exists, why are people dying? Why do we have wars in Syria? Why do we have wars there? Why do we have people just dying? Car accidents, a lot of crisis, a lot of poverty. And that God does not exist. So when he went out of the barbering shop, he saw some Rasta man out there. The hell was a lot. So he took him and brought him to the Baba. He said, Baba, you see, Babas don't exist. Then the Baba said, ah, but if he had come to me, I would have babbled him. Yes. In the same way, God exists. But if you don't go to God, God will not come to you. Because the Bible said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things shall follow. If you don't seek, you don't find. If you don't knock, it will never be open. So you have to seek God and you have to trust God. You see, God, when God created the word, he wanted a perfect relationship, right? And in his use for this perfect relationship, he created Adam, right? And when Adam was in the garden, he realized that Adam cannot live alone. So he created Eve and brought Eve to Adam. But um, Eve got the fruit and gave it to Adam. And Adam ate this fruit. When Christ came, who did he ask the question? Was it Eve or it was Adam? But it was Eve who ate the fruit. So as a man, you are in charge of your home. And when the devil appeared, Right. There were two people. Naked Adam and naked Eve. But he approached who? Naked Eve. Even the devil likes women. <laughs> the devil likes good things. <laughs> eh? He saw naked Adam and naked Eve. And he approached naked Eve. What this is telling us is that even Satan does not approve gay. Satan approves good marriage. He does not approve gay. He doesn't like it. 
So if you are doing that, you are worse than anything. You are, yes, you are, worse as, you are worse than Satan himself. And do you know sin can confuse us? Hmm? If you sin and you go to the exam room, you can fail your exams. If you sin, you can get an accident. And it's in the Bible. You know where it's written? I will tell you. When Adam and Eve sinned, and Christ appeared to them, he asked Adam, 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 he mentioned his name twice, where are you? The normal answer is that I am under the tree. I am beside the water. Eh? I am on the rock. But what did he say? I am naked. Standard deviation. He has deviated because he was confused. Adam, Adam, where are you? I am here or I am here? He said what? I am naked. Sin can confuse you. If you sin and you go to the exam room, all that you have learned will evaporate. Acts 5 tells us about Ananias and Sapphira. Right. Because they disobeyed God, they died. What this is telling us is that you need to be obedient. You need to trust God. If you don't trust, you are in a very big mess. Trust and obey. Daniel trusted God. And that is written in uh, Daniel 16, 24. He was thrown in the lion's den. But because of his trust in God, nothing touched him. And when the enemies who threw him in were thrown there, before they landed, they were finished. I want to summarize this by telling you that relationships are very key to our existence. There has been a 75-year research on relationships using 724 men from infancy and studied them over 75 years. And what came out of the research is that social connection is very, very good. Social connection with friends, with family, and in society is key. And that loneliness kills because it's a toxic. It causes brain dysfunctioning, results in shorter lifespan, and you know something? One out of every one American reports lonely. Loneliness is a killer. One strength about the African community is that our social network is perfect. When I'm in the house and somebody knocks the door, I'm angry, I'll give you food. When somebody is sleeping outside and I have a shelter, I can give the person shelter. But here, everybody for himself, God for us all. Where I'm staying is havoc. The next door, I don't know the name. It's not that I've seen and I've not asked. I don't, I don't meet her. By the time I will see the person, he's already entering. By the time I say hello, hello, she's already gone. That's the type of relationship you have here. If this type of uh, relationship migrates to Africa, we are finished. <laughs> because our, 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 our freedom or our happiness is the social network. Let's continue to build this because it's very, very important. However, this... Um, Social network I'm talking about 
it is just it's such that you can be in a crowd and yet you can be lonely. You can be in a marriage, high conflict marriage, and yet you can be lonely. Right. But what I'm talking about is quality of the social connection. And that the quality protects your brain and prevents diseases. A lot of people do marketing and study marketing in school. Right. But marketing as a subject begins with social connections. If you don't know somebody, how do you market? A lot of you have been here. You are going out. You don't have telephone contacts of your friends. You don't have lending contacts. You don't have WhatsApp contacts. You don't know when you get to Nigeria. You don't know where you get to uh, Zimbabwe. You don't know where you get to Cameroon. The world is a global place. You need to link with each other because you don't know when you get to need somebody. Some people just come to church and then in the two minutes, they are gone out. They are left. They, they've left. As soon as we close, they vanished. Build your network here because you don't know when you need somebody. Benefits of good relationships prevent stress. Good relationships keeps us healthy. Social connection is good and that loneliness kills. It's not about the number of friends you have, but it's about the quality of that relationship. And relationships protect our brains. Laughter is good. It relieves pain. It increases your breathing. It increases oxygen use and heartbeat. It temporarily stimulates your respiratory system and the flow of lymphatic fluids. Consequences of bad relationships. It spreads cancer. It increases viral diseases. It, enha uh, it enhances brockages, uh, brockage in the veins and it accelerates the onset of diabetes. It triggers asthma attack. And it links cancer to loss of memory, general wear, tear, and nervous system. Bad relationship. And that's why they are recording one of every five people you meet on the street in America report of loneliness. So these diseases will continue to pursue them day in, day out. Ladies and gentlemen, wealth will never make you happy. Good job will never make you happy. Nothing will make you happy. But there is something that will make you happy. Your relationship with one another. That's why the Bible says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Your relationship with your partner. If you create heaven for your partner, you'll be happy yourself. And then your relationship with God. And in your relationship with God, always remember, trust and obey. If you trust God and you obey him, all, everything will be your portion. Friendship is the hardest thing in the world to explain. It is not something you learn in school, ladies and gentlemen. But if you haven't learned the meaning of friendship, you really haven't learned anything. Friendship is key to our survival. I need you as much as you need me. As I'm leaving the four corners of Wagner again this week, 
hopefully next year, early next year, I'll see you here again. I'll come here with my family, and I'll come and worship with you here. And I trust God for that. As I live here, what I live with you is that relationship is key. Relationship is key to receive God. Relationship is key to make you healthy. So in all things, remember that relationship is key. There is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. There is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper, my helper.